When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome in the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out our last episode, which we're going to refer to quite a bit today, and that was with Greg Sylvander, you know, his lefty Leif. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com. This might shock you. We just had our best week there. Now, why? A lot of people are home, but also we're providing more free content than anybody else in South Florida. We got a ton of Dolphin stuff there. We had uh, all the videos from the free agents that spoke to the media today, the free agent acquisitions. And of course, we've got heat content uh, that goes on the site there pretty regularly too. So check it out, 5reasonsports.com and the 5 Reasons Sports YouTube channel. We also want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is Dutch Valley Farms. What's Dutch Valley Farms? For starters, they're not your average cannabis grow farm. They've got deep roots in the 305, and this hometown group of doctors, CPAs, and Silicon Valley professionals have taken their talents from the 305 to the 503 to make you the finest flower out there. How does Miami find its way all the way out in Oregon? Simple, a team with a shared belief in cannabis research and erasing the stigma behind the bud. Today, the Dutch Valley Farms crew is bringing together old school growing practices with new school tech to deliver a consistently clean, high quality experience that you can feel good about. The proof is in the plant. If you want more information, visit DutchVF.com. That's DutchVF, the letters VF.com, or follow them on Instagram at Dutch Valley Farms. And we've got some Dutch Valley Farms t shirts. The two guys on the episode with me today, we're going to get them in those shirts when we do some 305 Lives. Now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back. We've got the full regular crew back today. It's not like any of us have anywhere to be. Alphonse Sydney at Alf954, Alex Salido at Tropical Blanket. Of course, uh, I'm Ethan Skolnick, and we are in day 15 of the coronavirus NBA shutdown. And actually, I had a whole plan for this episode, but I want to start here. I was thinking of the things, guys, that I didn't think I would miss. So I've been mentioning some of these on Twitter. Uh, I miss Paul Pierce talking about the NBA. I miss James Harden dribbling. I miss the traffic to American Airlines Arena. I miss Ed Malloy and Tony Brothers officiating. Is there anything else that you guys thought you would not miss that you have since missed, Alex? Honestly, the whole, you know, like being at the arena stuff, all of the, the stuff that's not as fun, you know, like, like you said, the traffic, is kind of the whole grind of it. I miss a little bit. I, you know, I drove by the arena and it's like, wow. I remember when I was a reporter for the Heat. 
Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So long ago. Two weeks ago. Alf, what do you miss? What's the thing you didn't think you would miss? I miss turd quarters. Um, <laughs> I, I miss the anxiety of, uh, of watching the heat blow a big lead. <laughs> I, miss, I miss a lot. I, the, I, the thing I miss most is, is uh, Eric Reed updating me on how many games in a row Duncan Robinson has hit multiple three-pointers. That's what I miss the most. You miss Eric just reciting random stats? Yes, uh, I miss the numbers, man. I miss miss random scrub heat killers. (laughs) You would think with my eye test, I wouldn't miss numbers. I miss numbers right now, man. I I miss getting in the car. I mentioned this on a previous pod, I think, with – I don't forget who I was on with, but I, I I miss getting in the car when I have to go somewhere. You know, back when we used to actually get in cars and drive places, and uh, and turning on the radio with that terrible 790 feed that you can't even get uh, near Las Olas Boulevard, and and hearing my, the crackling of Mike Inglis's voice as he's screaming that the Heat are screwing up and all the rest of this, and that it's Heat 52, Bulls 37. And so I miss that. I miss the panic attacks. Um, I, mi- I miss the the long lines at the concessions at the arena where you basically, you know, go to get yourself a taco uh, at halftime and you come back in the middle of the fourth quarter. I, I miss all of this stuff. Now. Pissed that you so, paid 17 bucks for two tacos? For two tacos that are now cold by the time you've actually gotten them and gotten back to your seat. Uh, you know, I, I, I miss I miss all of that. Um yeah, I even miss Celtics fans. I, you know, we, we miss just about everything. All right, so let's get to the, the, the first part of today's episode, which is uh, we, we have been looking for content, and uh, Greg Sylvander kind of saved us a little bit with, uh, with his participation with me yesterday. So here's, here's what we're doing. This is a multi-episode endeavor. All we're really doing today is setting this up with you guys. Over the weekend, we're going to actually conduct this thing. Um, but basically, the idea is, we wanted to narrow the heat down to 30, the 30 most impactful players in their history. And the idea was not, okay, what they did somewhere else, but what they did here during their time here, what their impact was. Greg gave them a little bit more of a boost if they were on championship teams. Um, you know, obviously how long they were here mattered, how old they were here mattered, uh, all of that stuff. But we, it, he, we thought, he thought it was going to be an easier exercise. It was not. The first 20 were pretty easy. Once we got to about 22, it started to get complicated. And then it got so complicated that once we got to 29, and our 29th, by the way, was Hassan Whiteside that we put on. Once we got to 29, we couldn't decide on a 30th. So we actually had to poll people for the 30th. And the four names that we came up with for the polling were Josh Richardson, Sherman Douglas, Bruce Bowen and Anthony Mason. You can make an argument. Any of those guys maybe should have been even higher. Who do you guys think won with our audience? Josh Richardson. Yeah, pretty easily. Yeah, because our audience is 18 to 36. (laughs) (laughs) Like they, they don't remember Sherman Douglas at all. Right. I'm I barely not, remember fucking Sherman Douglas, and I'm 40 years old. So The general, on. dude. The general. He was the best lob thrower in Heat history until Dwayne came here. Um, I remember that perfectly. Yeah, thank you. I'm sure you don't. Uh, sure, so, Sherm, uh, you know, to me, it was, it was close. I, I honestly would have gone with Bruce Bowen, um, although Bruce Bowen is known more for what he did after he left, after he went to San Antonio, than for what he did here. But you could have made the case for Anthony Mason because he's the only one of those four guys to make an all-star team while he was with the Heat. Um, it just didn't last very long. And so, uh, so anyway, that was the 30th, but we have one problem. 
it came to my attention afterwards that we forgot somebody. Um, the most well, important signing in he history. <laughs> correct, but not apparently the most important signing to this particular list. Uh, Luol Deng, would he have been – you guys have seen the list now at this point. Would you guys have had him in the top 30? Oh, yeah. For what he did here. Forget yeah. Chicago. For what he did yeah. here. <laughs> <sighs> that's a tough one for me, man. I don't know. I don't Lou all dang. I mean, he had, he he had a great half season. He had a great half he had a, season. He had one good half season when they moved him to power forward after Chris Bosch got sick. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time, actually. Yes. Um, so I to me, is Lou Aldang a top 30 player in Miami Heat history? That's a tough one, man. Like to me, Sherman Douglas is a more impactful player in Miami Heat history than Lou Alden. So what should we do with it? Okay, so here's what we're going to do, okay? We have 30 players that are available. Josh Richardson became 30. I am going to allow, when you and I, when the three of us draft this thing, Lou Aldang will be available as a write-in candidate. If anybody wants him to build out a team, they can take him. But essentially what the rules are going to be here are we are going to draft over the weekend uh, start with the starters, and then we're going to go to the reserves, 10 players each for our teams. Then we're going to poll this thing on Twitter and see which of us came up with the best team. Now, one thing that was brought to my attention by our Alex Toledo here is that whoever draws the first and second slots <laughs> has, has a significant advantage. But we're going to do this as a snake draft, okay? So if you're one and two – you will not be three or four. Three and four will be together. Okay. Can't so wait till I get Chris Bosch and Mario Chalmers. That, that's right. Well, Rio, well, no, I mean, the first two are Rio and Dwayne, right? Like, I, I oh, oh, yeah. Uh, LeBron, that's right. I got to settle uh, for LeBron. <laughs> you got to settle for LeBron. But, okay, let's Speaking assume. But listen, in the snake draft, if I'm the third, I get Shaq and Chris Bosch. It's a pretty good front line. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know the first two sound great, but I can get Shaq and Chris Bosh. So if right. I'm the third pick. So I'm really it, – it, I'm not really – it's not that bad if you don't get one of the top two picks. I, I, I would agree. I would agree. And, and then it becomes a little complicated because you got to actually put together a team that's going to fit. So let's just run this out a little bit. If you're saying, okay, let's assume that LeBron goes first. And again, it's got to be based on what they were here. That makes that a tougher call between LeBron and Dwayne, to be honest. But yeah, I don't know about that assumption, Ethan. You better be careful what you're saying. Well, there. well, I, I know, I know, I, I, that's tough. It's going to piss some people off. But if you've got it, LeBron and Dwayne in some one-two order, and let's say that you, you're saying Shaq and Bosh, you're going to put together a front line of Shaq and Bosh uh, at three and four. If you're the five pick, do you take, you know, I guess. Zoe, maybe in that slot. I mean, you're not going to play Shaq and Zoe together. I mean, the 06 team did it. Oh, if but, you had that five spot, yeah, man, you take Zoe. Yeah. Like, you, 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 let's you say take, you have you take Dwayne Zoe to play with Dwayne or Zoe to play with LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, right, well, give away the goods early. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's true. But then, okay, who would traditionally be sixth in Heat history? Timmy, maybe? But you're not oh, pairing you're not him. Get that point guard. But you're not pairing him with Dwayne. Well, you're, are you pairing him with Bron? Bron for sure. Look what he did with Kyrie. With Look what he did with Kyrie. That's true. Um, I would don't. Is, is there a case to take Goran Dragic over Timmy Hardaway? Uh, oh this, no! This is why we're doing this. No, there isn't actually. But, I, but I, I honestly, I could make a case. I could. Would um, you put Would you put Jimmy Butler with LeBron James on the wings? 
Holy shit. Oh. I, I forgot that Jimmy Butler's an option. <laughs> or Jimmy would Butler's you put... <laughs> is, is, is Jimmy Butler the sixth best player in Heat's history? Um, I mean, he again, it's but you see, it's a little, again, a little complicated because it's what they do here, right? Now, Ray Allen is probably a top six player in Heat history. Gary Payton is probably a top six player. No, Ray in Allen history. is not. No, no, not not. because of what they did here, right? Oh, okay. Because, I'm t- okay. As long as we're talking about what, and I, I listened to the last podcast and we're talking about what they did in Miami. And if we're talking about what they did in Miami, and I, this is going to be controversial as shit. I know. That's why I like this idea. Duncan Robinson's season has been better than oh, any Ray Allen season. Oh, well, I was going to say the same thing, man. Duncan <laughs> Rob, I, I know that, but but Ray also hit the biggest shot in Heat history. And Duncan, okay, Allen, I understand Duncan that. Duncan Robinson did not make our 50. Can, can I our 30? Can I get to our 30? I'm gonna well, Let's give it out for people who didn't hear the last pod. But listen to the last pod because Leif has a totally different perspective because he is – Leif was awesome on that. He, he was really good. And he, he's very – He's very old school, right? Yeah, he loved it. I mean, I told him, I texted him, you were not available. And he's like, what are we doing? I said, we're doing this. He says, oh, I'll get home. Um, but here's, <laughs> here, here's, our, here's our list of 30. Not in any order. LeBron, Dwayne, Chris Bosh, Shaq, Zoe, Timmy Hardaway, Goran Dragic, Glenn Rice, out on the wing, Steve Smith, PJ Brown, Jamal Mashburn, Eddie Jones, Dan Marley, Ronnie Cycli, another big there, Ray Allen, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Udonis Haslam, Grant Long, who was Udonis Haslam before Udonis Haslam, Rio. I love Grant Long. Gary Payton, Hassan Whiteside did make the cut. It's controversial, but he made the cut. Karan Butler. Duncan should have been over Hassan. No, no, no. Oh, no. come on. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan uh, Robinson season has been a, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Listen, but no, no. it is. But, the but fair it's argument not even a completed here. season. The fair argument here for Duncan is him over Gary Payton. Oh, whoa, no, Gary Payton that was like one of the best. He hit that one floater, no. No, but one of the best backup point guards the Heat has ever had. Well, you can make an argument, actually, and, and this guy didn't make it. Terry Porter actually had a better year than Gary Payton had here, but it was one year, and Gary was here two years, even though nobody remembers the second year because it wasn't very good. But we gave, <laughs> we gave Gary the push over Terry Porter because the Terry Porter team is the team that was the best team of the Zoe years that lost to the Allen Houston in the first round. So they never got out of the first round. And that was the Allen Houston shot. Listen. And Gar- Gary did hit a, an enormous shot in the postseason. Let me finish, and we'll get to the rest of this. Karan Butler, Lamar, who was controversial because Karan wasn't here that long. Lamar Odom, Josh Richardson, as I mentioned, was the 30th. He was the Mr. Irrelevant. Jason Williams, so another point guard did make the team. Antoine Walker, Brian Grant who in my view is always underrated because the contract overrated him. But as a player, I thought he was underrated Shane Battier. And this was my pick. And I know people are going to disagree with this and wonder how you can't put in Lowell Dang or, uh, or some of the other guys that James Posey or Bruce Bowen or Anthony Mason. I put Chris Anderson in and I convinced, yes. and, and, yes. I, and I convinced Leif on it because when they signed Chris Anderson, they went 37 and three after his signing, and he was a terrific playoff player for them. Um, so I, 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 put, I put Birdman on the team. I, I, I don't know that he were going to draft him high, but that's another big. All right, so breaking it down a little bit more. We may have just ended the whole episode. Breaking it down a little bit more. I'm trying to figure out if we're – I mean, I think we have – we've got a pretty good split between bigs, wings, and, 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 and small guards, right? We've got yep. – how, how many point guards? We've got uh, Hardaway, Dragic, Jay Will – Gary, Gary Payton, 
and Mario Chalmers, right? Five, I guess, semi-pure point guards plus Dwayne. Um, Biggs, Bosch, Shaq. Um, I mean, true Biggs. Bosch, Shaq, Hassan, uh, Chris Anderson, and Zoe. We've got a bunch of power forwards, uh, which includes P.J. Brown, Grant Long, Udonis Haslam. They're all <laughs> cut from the same cloth, right? Uh, Cycle is another big, by the way. Um, and so, we, so we've got a bu- Antoine Walker, and so we've got a bunch. Of, or, and and then we have a, a ton of wings: uh, LeBron and Dwayne. We've got Steve Smith, who played a lot of point guard here. Dan Marley, Eddie Jones, Jamal Mashburn, Ray Rice. Allen, Jimmy Butler, Glenn Rice. Um, Karan, I mentioned, I mentioned Karan Butler, Lamar Odom, and Shane Battier. So a ton of wings so and Josh Richardson. So we're, so we're saying no bimbo coals. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Bimbo was discussed. <laughs> I honestly, that might be the most disappointing thing. I'd put Bimbo Coles in over Ray Allen if it were, if it was up to me. Oh, we got we got Bam on here too as another big. That that's another big. Oh, Bam I, is I, gonna go high, man. Bam is my Bam might go into somebody's starting five. Actually, Bam uh, should go in somebody's starting five. Well, would he be your third? Come on, he's not your third big, is he? Shaq, Shaq, so I mean, I think it depends. There's Oscar, a lot of bigs you can talk about as power forwards. Like if I got if I listen if I draft Ronnie Cycli, I could put Bam next to Ronnie Cycli. You could, you, you know, could. What I mean? but I would also draft Bam. Would you not draft Bam before Ronnie Cycli? Yes. Um. Yes, I would. But okay. I, so I, sample size how many is bigs, smaller, but yeah. How many fours and fives? You know, we're talking about 15 players in in three top fives. Right. How many fours and fives go before Bam Adebayo? Mm, not on our list. I mean, the only thing would be if Bosch and Shaq were separated, but it doesn't look like they're going to be separated, right? So if 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 you're not separating Bosch and Shaq, I mean, can you make an argument? Uh, again, something we're going to debate when we draw the lots on this and who goes first, second, and third. Uh, I, I think we should do it by oldest goes first. But anyway, that's. Uh, but if can you make a case for Zoe over Shaq? No, you cannot. Are you sure? It actually <laughs> depends on who's who's your starting power forward. If your power okay. forward is Bosch, I'd rather have Zoe. Okay, so all right, so one if more starting forward think- is Grant Long. I'd rather have Shaq. <laughs> Shaq, right? <laughs> you understand? So it depends or on who you're starting for. Right, or UD. My my question yeah. here that I think is going to be important in the way that we draft is. So what's going to be valued more, their peak when they were here or the totality of their time here kind of averaged out? I, I, I think I, peak. I think, it's, I, think, I think it's peak. I think the best of them. Because otherwise what happens is, again, we're not taking into account their peaks elsewhere, right? Like we're not taking into account Gary Payton's peak in Seattle or Ray Allen's peak in Seattle or Milwaukee or Boston. We're, we're, we're take, I think we take into their the best of them here. I think even if you're making a case for the best of them here – I think it's close enough between Shaq and Zoe that Zoe's longevity here 
maybe pushes him ahead. I mean, Zoe, people, Zoe was second in MVP voting one year here. I mean, that's Max, the highest know, level that Shaq got to. You know, that when you talk about the peak of how they played in Miami, that does lend a little differently to how you think about it. Because a lot of times when we think about Zoe, we think about him as a backup center to Shaq, and, but being super impactful, but just being a super defensive force. We forget – Zoe as a 30 point per game kind of guy where he was dominant offensively where he would like there could be well, he nice. was clumsy he was clumsy offensively but he was but he, he could was drop impactful. 40 he could I, he could they that, what was weird about those teams was they kind of went as Timmy went uh offensively like Zoe was there and he and he was productive but when Timmy was on that was a different looking team uh, and and to me when Mashburn was on it wasn't as much about Zoe offensively, but defensively, he was the best there was. I mean, and I mean, defensive player of the year, and I mean, and he won that too. Uh, but he was he was dominant. Um, he was dominant at at really you know not seven feet either. And so I I, I think I think people yeah I, look my generation I'm a little older than you and you're a lot older than Alex. But I mean, Zoe was, I mean, Zoe was having a year, his last year before he got sick was tremendous, tremendous. And they built the whole franchise around him. Um, I, I mean, you can make a case for Shaq. I mean, Shaq's first year was, was really, really good. It was better than his second year. The second year was kind of injury plagued. You had him, you know, sort of, he was a big reason Stan was pushed out. And the third year was a effing disaster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't and also, know. His first year here was an MVP year. His and first was, year, he, he should got robbed. He got robbed, right? Okay, but but well, he finished second by Nash, right? Well, right. Zoe's best team uh, got to sixty-one wins. What was the best uh, Heat team there? Wasn't it fifty-four that first it was, year? It, it didn't get to sixty-one. Yeah, that was in the fifties. It was in the fifties. Yeah. You can Man, make a, I, honestly, you can make a case. You can make Zoe's, a case. Zoe's peak in in a Miami Heat uniform. I would say is better than Shaq's peak in a, in a Miami Heat uniform. And I, I'm, I don't even I, – and I'm not saying it's not close, but right. if you really, really, really think about it, those late 90s, mid-90s teams, Zoe was an absolute force. Shaq came here on the downside of his career, and his first mm-hmm. year here, he was dominant. Mm-hmm. I think I, We kind of forget how good he was that first year because injuries and everything, this, that second right. year and the third year, but Shaq was really good. But, man, Zoe was a, a defensive player of the year here. Yeah. So – that, that's I mean, what that, I'm saying. It all depends on who your power forward is. Right. Well, but you don't know who your power forward is going to be, right? I mean, I think you're if, – if we're drafting this thing out and, and let's, you know, again, let's, let's, let's say Bron and Dwayne in some order, one and two, and then you're drafting this thing out and you say, okay, you're the third pick. I mean, you're, you're picking your power forward there if you want to, right? I mean, and, and so – you could push, you could put Bosch and Zoe together there if you want. Let somebody else take Shaq fifth to play with Dwayne. That, see, that's the <laughs> hardest thing. It's like if you have Bosch, honestly, if you have Bosch, the best, the best way to go is Zoe. Right. I mean, could you imagine that? That that high low, uh, that that you know, the inside game, them passing to each other. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Peak zone next to peak Bosch. Well, and Bosch, Bosch blowing up pick and rolls. And then if anybody oh. could get through here, Zoe racing. Oh, my God. You I like the idea of Bosch and Shaq. I, see, I, I like don't. it, too. And you don't like it, but why not? Bosch play. I mean, Bosch. I mean, Shaq needs players I don't to like step it. Out, up off of him. I, I don't like it because I saw Bosch and Whiteside. 
Yeah, but this is a different beast, though, man. Like, I mean, no, no, I, but you got to remember defensively, honestly, defensively, the passing skills, though. You're talking about the, arguably the greatest passer out of the post in NBA history versus okay, the worst you, in NBA history. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean okay, but we're, we're talking Shaq about, okay, so let's talk about defensively, you're talking about blowing up pick and rolls and all that kind of stuff. Um, Shaq here was not as good of a defender. As Hassan Whiteside, it was. Yeah. Right. Well, that's that's true. All right. So let's go. Well, all right. Let's go to this one, and then we're gonna go to break because I, I, I think you know we wanted to save a lot of this for the weekend. I think it's gonna be fun. But the LeBron Dwayne argument. Can you make any case? I mean, it's hard to make a case that Dwayne's peak here was higher than LeBron's peak, right? What what was no, the, was it the isn't. well was the was. What was the 08-09 Dwayne season, which was his peak, the 08-09 season, okay? Either the 06 finals or the 08-09. Well, maybe you could make the case. Higher than the 12-13 LeBron season. Because to me, to me, the, the, the three greatest seasons in South Florida sports history by a team sport athlete were Marino's 84, okay, Dwayne's 08-09, LeBron's 12-13. The three, I mean, I don't think there's anything close to those three. Okay, those were those were like the. Yeah, that one too. too. Dwayne just didn't get credit for it. The other two did, right? I mean, Marino's '84 to me still stands out, but those those two were the two of the greatest seasons in NBA history. What Dwayne and LeBron put on, which was better, twelve thirteen or oh eight oh nine Dwayne? If we're saying peak, man, oh eight oh nine Dwayne was so damn good with a bad team. Yeah. yeah, like that's what, and the thing is, so there's yep. two ways you can look at it. Is it looter and a riot, mm-hmm. or you know, like no. there was you nobody else wins with that team? That's what I'm saying. Like he was so good on a with like with no help. So everything, the thing is, you could not def, you could not devote all of your defense to stopping LeBron James when he right. was with Dwayne Wade and, Le, and Chris mm-hmm. Bosh. When though that year, oh eight oh nine. You could devote a one thousand percent of your defense to saying we're going to stop Dwayne Wade, and you couldn't. Like right. you absolutely could not. So to me, like it's really hard to argue against that. And I know I'm being heat homer on this. It's true because the twelve thirteen is probably uh, LeBron is one of the greatest seasons of all time. But I also feel like oh eight oh nine is, and he doesn't get credit for it because what he did that right. year was absolutely insane. Yeah. The efficiency, the field goal percentage, like it, it, it was just, he was unstoppable. Like he was even shooting threes at a decent clip that year. Elite like defense, elite and that and that. But uh, but you got to say LeBron's defense in twelve thirteen is yeah. better than any defense Le- oh, yeah. Dwayne Wade has yeah. ever played in his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean the, the twenty the stats. Take a look at the stats of the twenty seven game winning streak. Take a oh look at God. the stats. What gets overlooked in that, too, is how great Dwayne was during that period. Uh, he missed, I think Dwayne missed just two games. Mike Miller started for him, and Dwayne was fantastic, which was a big thing that propelled that thing. But LeBron was insane during that stretch. Just, and LeBron just was guarding one through five. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, so anyway, great debate. Um, we had other stuff we were going to get to today, so we're going to do that real quick here after the break because I know Alf's got to get to his other other podcast. I want to tell you about Doral Toyota, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary with below market prices on new and used vehicles. I know people are concerned about going to dealerships right now. I understand that, non-essential, everything you hear. Uh, but you can go to DoralToyota.com. So go to DoralToyota.com, and they've got over 1,500 new and used cars to choose from. Of course, when you start going to the dealership again, it's easy to get to right off 826 and 836, a few blocks from International Mall. 
But for now, you know, again, you can go out to 9775 Northwest 12th Street in Doral. Go to DoralToyota.com. Start to pick out the car that you want. And then five, five Reason Sports listeners will work with a dedicated manager to get that car. So, again, DoralToyota.com. All right. We don't really have time for a whole lot today, but we're going to do this episode over the weekend. Uh, two things we were going to get to today were Duncan Robinson was on the JJ Reddick podcast. Alex, let's table it because I want, I want to get to it in more depth another time. Um, the other thing was the Udonis Haslam article on Players Tribune. So those are two things we're going to get into here in the future. The one thing I want to talk about before we go, because it's a little bit more topical, how badly do the Sixers suck, man? Like, 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 I don't know if everybody saw the news this week. Even more than we thought. I, I, I mean, right? Like, they basically, if you, if you don't, if you haven't heard about this, Josh Harris, who's multi-billionaire, uh, who's their owner, essentially decided to cut everybody's salary before this thing's even over by 20%. And I'm talking about everyone. I'm talking the front office and coaching staffs. Um, and this comes after a prominent Philadelphia a WIP host, um, one of their radio stations, Howard Eskin, criticized the Sixers players for not doing more, uh, which was a totally ridiculous take that we all took exception to. Um, I, I mean, are the Sixers a, a bottom five organization in the sport? Quickly, Alf. <laughs> oh, my God. When you hear the way Jimmy Butler talks about them, yes, they are. <laughs> now, but one, one thing I will say, the NBA just did the same thing with their executives. They did. Mm -hmm. Huh? They did. They did. They did. You're right. Adam Silver just took a 20% pay cut. Now, now to me, the 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 problem is is because the Sixers suck as an organization. The right. problem is with the way they presented it, right? Right. If you're talking like you have to, you first of all, you have to come out and say our top salaried executives are going to volunteer to take a 20% pay cut at this time. And then you, but then you have to couch it and say, we're going to use this money to continue to pay our hourly um, and our hourly staff associates and administrative staff. Um, you, you know, you have to couch it and say, we're using this money and mm -hmm. we're paying the lower level, but they didn't do that. No. Right now the yeah. NBA has done that. NBA said, administrative staff, everybody else is getting full salary. The top executives, the ones making millions and millions and millions of dollars are taking 20% pay cuts. It's almost the same thing that the Sixers were doing. I don't know if they were going to pay the administrative staff and everybody else what they, were, what, what, what they were supposed to get paid, but they were doing the same thing. With, it was the top-level executives are taking 20% pay cuts, but they botched the PR on it so poorly mm -hmm. that – Yes, they are a terrible fucking franchise, and they will continue to be. And that, like everything that Jimmy Butler said about them, it, it's like is is proving out to be true. And it, uh, to me, it's hilarious because I hate them. <laughs> anything to add, Alex? No, honestly, Alf, Alf, ten out of ten. I can't add anything. To <laughs> no, Dwayne Wade. I would, I would definitely rather not be the Sixers. That's yes. No, I would definitely I'd tell Sedano that, you know, we Word should, to bring, Sedano. We, you know what? I think I th actually, I think we should have George on this week. Um, I think we should have George on for a little levity. God, George would be so good in the top 30, uh, that top 30 draft. Uh, I will. Actually, we need to get him to listen to that episode and critique our drafts. 
That's what we're going to do. I mean, we're going to string this out for weeks. Um, <laughs> Alfredo Arteaga from uh, Three Yards Per Carry has actually put together clips of all 30 players. This is a big production. Like, we're not, we're not, we're not effing around here. Like, we are, we're going to do this correctly. Uh, we're we're, we're going to draft this, and everybody's going to be angry at us. But, uh, but that's the fun of it. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Please, 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 please check out fivereasonsports.com. And also, we added seven sponsors in the last two days. We're going to start introducing you to some of those sponsors next week. I really appreciate I know we all really appreciate the way the communities rally around us because we're trying to rally around the community. We are only taking South Florida businesses as advertisers, okay? So and check out Light Skin Opinions. Check out Light Skin Opinions. Uh, they're doing a new episode, which will not top my downloads because when I was on there last week, but they're still doing a new episode. But definitely, uh, if you want to sponsor us, just DM me. You will be stunned by how little we're charging for these. We want to promote your business on social media. I get 10 million tweet impressions on the Five Reasons Sports account every month, okay? So we can promote your business here, there, website, uh, you know, 305 Live everywhere, uh, but we're in this for the long haul and we appreciate um, your interest. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.